crashing. I am bone rise up, ting ting like glitter and gold. I got fire in my soul. Hi, welcome to the podcast, two fifteen in Podcastville on Thursday, June sixteenth. Good afternoon, young Bethany. Yo. Um, it is. It is, is it is hot as Africa outside. Yes. Uh, I can. I cannot confirm that. I've never been to Africa. Um, but I believe the medicine metaphor- feels like my skin's melting off my bones. Uh, you know? Like the pavement is just like radiating this fire. <laughs> are you, are you outside in this? I mean, I was, I was running errands. It's very hot. But you weren't like outside for an extended period of time. Us rudely Hi, tried welcome. to call me. Welcome back. How dare he? Um, were were you outside for an extended period of time, or were you, you just like getting out of the car and going into the store, or wherever, and coming back into your car? I was not. I was just like running errands in and out of Kroger, but it's it's so hot. Regardless, it is very warm. It's warm. It's a little more manageable today than it was yesterday. How did you manage Barely. yesterday? If if today was a was it was a problem with as hot as it is while running errands. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it's hotter today than it was yesterday. Really? Huh? Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel as hot yesterday. Just walking outside. We hit a record yesterday. I think we hit a hundred. Um, and what was more surprising to me, and you could feel it last. Like I can deal with the heat during the days, um, for whatever reason. But it's because I'm not trying to sleep. Sleeping when it's stuffy is problematic. Not that it was stuffy last night in my in my bedroom, but the the low last night was eighty one degrees. Yeah, I, thankfully our house is staying cool, um, and we spent Maddie and I spent most of the night in the pool. But it's man, it's hot. If the people that don't have air conditioning, I feel so bad for them. We have a girl here at work, one of the sales girls. I don't think you know her. She does not have air conditioning. She has like a duplex over in West Toledo near uh, whatever El Camino will be now. And uh, like I always, and she has like a teenage daughter. I always ask her like how she manages. I, I asked her, it's like, do you not have air conditioning so that she can't bring boys over or boys won't come to the house for this girl? Because <laughs> in fact, yesterday I reached out to Ashley. I was like, hey, do you have any rooms available? Because I wanted to see if I could like get a room for for Mary if she needed it. And she had a place to go, but la- yesterday was not the day to. And, and you're right; I don't understand how people don't have air conditioning I, I, for one reason right. or another. But um, there are shelters for that. There are places you can go, and I understand some people might not be able to afford it. Um, isn't it funny how uh, your air conditioning always breaks on the worst days? Oh, of course. Well, because I feel like it's always when it's being uh, tested. You know, test, testing the limits is when they always crash. So it's when you need it. Well, they, I, I get emails from whatever it is, my home warranty, um, to do like a, a heat check in September and then like an AC check in, right. in April so that this doesn't happen. But inevitably, yeah, you find out that your air conditioning isn't working correctly when you go to crank it on a day like this. In fact, my dad has an issue with his air conditioner and uh, he's having a hard time getting somebody to come out. And uh, take a look. No surprise because, you know, they're busy this time of year. Have somebody come fix your air conditioning in February. You will have, they'll take the entire day to spend with you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Let's get to the important question of the subject matter. What's your thermostat at? Um, It's still 
in its uh, range mode. So it won't get below 68, I think, and it won't get above 75. Okay. Mine's at 71, and... Yeah, it, that's that's reasonable. It feels warm, but then when we're outside and I come back in the dogs, it is like a burst of Antarctica hitting me in the face. <laughs> Right, I know. So, and I, I don't know, um, well, you don't really have to worry about it with the dogs, but I made sure to get the dogs out earlier than usual because I didn't want them to uh, to have baked paws from the asphalt and the sidewalks. Yeah, yeah, or just keep them on the grass. Yeah. You know? uh, the good thing is with this, um, these temperatures will dissipate because it's only going to be mid-70s over the weekend. However, if I'm not mistaken, this will return next week for another uh, another mini heat wave. Yeah, 97, 95, 97, 95 Tuesday and Wednesday. So don't get too... Uh, but Thursday, it's going to be in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and we've probably had this discussion before, but do you prefer it uh, extremely cold or extremely hot? If you had to choose one. Um... I don't know because I can I can deal with both. Um I would probably prefer severe cold than How severe come? hot. Uh just cuz I can easily deal with it. I feel like when it's this hot like unless you're sitting inside an air conditioning all day or laying by a pool in your bathing suit, like you can't really walk around naked. Like if it's severe cold, you could put like a million layers on and be completely fine walking around in public. So yeah, I understand that logic. I, I, but don't get me wrong. I like the heat, but this is uncomfortably hot. Yeah. I I wonder, I would, I was walking around downtown today. So let, I, I had the most interesting visit at the most boring place any average person would ever want to go. And I'll tell you where it was in a second. But my, so I was put into kind of a funk. Um, I've actually been in one for quite some time now, but it, it really took a hard left turn yesterday. So um, there was this, I don't know, it, it's near you, so you might have come across it, but there was a light out at Westwood and Hill. Which is okay. not, not far from you. Um, just some rolling brownouts, but because of the heat and whatnot. Um, so yesterday did did the pod, did a podcast with uh, Ted Long, a Toledo historian. You know, then knocked out the show, and then I find out that uh, the station's been off the air for a half an hour. Oh. The, sta- the station oh, oh. was off until six fifteen last night. So I just sat here, um, didn't do my contesting because. You know, the only people that would have been able to hear anything were, uh, were on the stream. So I was a little disheartened that uh, the station being off the air for well over three hours, only two people decided to complain or at least wonder what was going on, and they called the front desk. No, no, no texts. No text to the text line, no Facebook messages, no phone calls to the, to the studio line. Two people called the front desk. So that was a little disheartening. That seems odd. So it wasn't your fault that it went off the air. No, 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 no. It was the heat. Okay. The, the heat baked the transport uh, transformer at that intersection. Lovely. Um. So, uh, and it's funny that ties into where I was today. And again, super interesting visit. Um, I have been connecting with the people that engaged Toledo, 
And they have like an ambassador program and there was a, a training session today for some of the kids involved in the program, how to get jobs with the city. They went through like resumes and what not to put on your social, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, and I, I, I was going to just follow along, but I wound up with an extre- in an extremely fascinating, philosophical, data-driven disca- discussion with basically the person that runs all the traffic in the city. I was at the Division of Transportation, which sounds boring as hell, right? I mean, I guess it depends on what what you Jones for. Um, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like when he showed me the computers that run all the signals, yeah, you know, not my thing. It got a little more interesting. So this this place, which is like off of uh, Westwood near UT Scott Park campus, the, uh, what really kind of like stopped me in my tracks. So the signs for highways are mm-hmm. much bigger than you would expect. Oh, yeah, they're huge. Yeah. So I got to see all of those. And um, then some of the, like, a neat thing that I learned, all the signs that aren't in use anymore, they save. Um, They might reuse them, but they just hang on to them, uh, which is, uh, they kind of hoard it. So, like, any sign from how many ever years ago, um, they they hang on to them. They they make all the decals and whatnot for uh, city vehicles. That that part was kind of neat. I saw the computer like the screen that lists all the traffic lights at every intersection in Toledo. That too. I was, so I, I wanted to ask the guy, but at this point, I think he was getting pretty exasperated with my, my commentary, but I, I wanted to ask him, I was like, so if you could, uh, like if this were like a, a CSI show, we want to like screw with some drivers. Can we just play with all the lights or something and cause chaos? What do they call it in the Die Hard movie? Like a fire drill or a fire sale or something. Okay. That was not the interesting part. Um, his name is Sean. I think Sean Burnham. He is uh, he is in charge of how people drive in the city, essentially. And we were talking about um, like you should ask him about the fact that apparently stop signs and red lights are completely optional now. He works his ass off to make driving and travel as safe as possible. But he, even like he admits he's like, I can't make up for human behavior. Um, sometimes Absolutely. people, they can make things as safe and as sound as possible, assuming that people will obey the speed limits and the laws of the road. But we got to talk, right. like, I, I hate people making lefts across busy roads. And we got to talking about that, where they put these, uh, I forget, he had a name for them, but they're, they were like islands to prevent that from happening. He explained to me how everybody wants to be in that uh, that shopping corridor on Secor, but then they get kind of irritated um, with how they find out people might come into these businesses because the businesses right. want, want as, as many access points as possible. And as much as he doesn't want to deter business, he's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. He, he, it's, he called it right in, right out. Mm-hmm. Um to stop nerding out on this, and we were talking about like bikeability, walkability, how Toledo as a city is different from cities a little closer to the East Coast, like super engineering nerdy stuff. A really bright guy who went to Maryland and uh, graduated with a master's in, in some stuff from Michigan. Great discussion. Mm-hmm. And he had a mustache like the, like uh, Miles Teller in Top Gun. He pulled it off well. <laughs> he was truly just kind of beside himself like this guy loves what he does a great guy we had a really intellectual conversation and i loved it and then his shoulders and body language sank when he's like people just 
can't get into the roundabouts. I, uh, I'm, uh, what's the right, what's, what's the word? Ambivalent. I, I don't care about the roundabouts. They don't anger me. I don't like them. I'm just indifferent about it. I will say the two or three that I have to go through from McCord to my street are kind of annoying <laughs> because it's just like, if, if you're just doing one, it's fine. But if you have to do one, it's like your car goes left and right and left and right and left and right. And it's just kind of jostling to do three in a row like that. Um, but I, I mean, they're fine. I think, I think they're working except for people that don't understand how to drive on them. They, they are like they're, there's an older gentleman uh, that had a car that incorrectly used the roundabout right there in front of Springfield High School. Um, and he was like up on the curb and it looked like he had either cut lady off or something bad had happened. And so his whole car was like up on the, on the, you know, median or whatever. And I'm like, oh, poor guy just doesn't. And they're just, it, it, it's very easy to figure out. I think I, I agree. They're very simple. And I've driven them before. I'll say that that, that one outside of Springfield high school, uh, McCord outside the Walmart, like 80% of that is easy, but you know, it's not the 20% that isn't easy. Um, Cause I had to do this a couple of weeks ago. I was coming from McCord, like your direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to, I had to get out, get off, and get into Springfield High School. So if you're coming out of that roundabout, roundabout, and have to get in there, and there was yeah. a couple different entrances, whether it's I don't know if I was going the school bus entrance, the main entrance. So it, it almost got me, but for the most part, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I know that they say drive defensively, but I watched my mm-hmm. grandmother drive defensively, and it was terrifying. So I am a no. You got it. You got to be aggressive. I, I you got to be aggressive. And the people don't people don't like the roundabouts because you can't just maintain speed. Like you do have to be conscientious about going into the roundabout and exiting the roundabout. And people just want to blow through it. Well, you can't just blow through it. No, but it's no. better than stopping at a stop sign. Like at least traffic keeps moving. So I like I like to say that I am defensively aggressive as a driver. Um, if you hesitate, I, I I'm not I'm not going to hesitate. Um, to your point, and like to the nerd factor of this, um, Sean like gave me like he showed me like stacks of incident reports, um, like accident reports, like every decision that the city makes to put a roundabout in or timing of lights, like they have a load of data. Um, oh and, sure. And I, I didn't say this to him, but I said this to the woman that I was with. And a lot of this, we talked, we got down to like human nature. Like you just can't predict it in many ways. Or he talked about how um, when people are rerouted because of a, a change in direction or whatever it may be, how like people are personally and viscerally insulted. And, you know, we this was the fun part of the discussion. It's like, yeah, if you tell somebody that they can't use a certain street on their morning commute, you might as well just move their coffee pot to the other side of the counter and you've, <laughs> like, you've thrown them off. So I, I understand the visceral disdain. Um, and he gets it too. So, you know, that's understanding. He showed me the accident, or he he read one of the accident reports. And some dude sideswiped something and then hit something else. And then it says in the report, hey, I was just texting a girl who I had met. 
So I uh, uh-huh. I, I appreciated the person's candor because how do you feel about uh, and I know this is kind of like a sidebar, but this is what we were getting into. How do you feel about self-driving vehicles? Like just the concept of it. Um, how do I feel about it? I, I mean, if I'm going to like hop on the expressway and go several miles, several hundred miles down 75, I would love a car that would self-drive, um, as far as maintaining speed, um, automatically slowing down if a, if a semi comes, you know, is in front of you. I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea to further, uh, let people just not pay attention to life in general. Like people are already buried in their phone. And I feel like now if you don't even have to take your eyes off of your phone to drive your car, it's like, we're, we're just going to walk around like zombies and then just let robots do everything for us. So I, I used to be very much against like that robot revolution and self-driving cars because I enjoy driving. And I don't think driving will be taken away from us. Like um, I, I don't, I don't understand why we need self-driving cars if we can just use public transportation. Well, there's because that. Because guess what? If you get on a bus or you get on a train or you get on a subway, that's basically a self-driving car. Yeah, Sean and I did talk about Tarda and some of the challenges. Um, and I know people freak out when they see like self-driving car accident and then they it becomes a story and people think the worst. And like if they're on the road, they're just going to run people down. But I don't think people look at the other side of that and see how many see how many deaths and accidents there are because of humans, because of what you talked about. Like I've come I've done a full 180. I will embrace the self-driving car culture because I trust the A.I. more than I trust Glenn fiddling with his phone to text the girl he just met. Because you're right. No, I know. I agree. Way Like, there has to be so many more accidents and and beyond whatever else. And I know that car, like, this came up during, um, this always comes up. Whenever there's a shooting, it's like, well, are we going to ban cars too? Well, no, but we can certainly, uh, we should make it, we should make driving safer and there are laws against distracted driving, but in a lot of places, it's not a primary offense. Um, and it was funny. Sean mentioned when these things came up in the last like 10 or 15 years, there was a problem that they uh, they kind of uh, morphed into like you could be pulled over for driving while uh, driving while brown, which we didn't need any more of. But people right. kill so many people driving every year that I'm like let the let the the self-driving car overlords take over and you know what I might not enjoy what I enjoy in driving but at least I can sit on my phone and not and not have to worry about somebody else sitting on their phone driving with their knees not paying attention yeah I know I agree I just wish humanity would get their shit together it really is Uh, I agree I know that's asking a lot I know I know I know um, one other quick car thing, because uh, I and I put it on Facebook and there was some discussion. So I wanted to ask you, and I don't think Alex is going to make it. Um, and I get the last couple of years are weird, but I never would have guessed that the average car payment and the average monthly car payment is six hundred and fifty six dollars. That's insane! Like, there's no way. I I don't know anybody that pays six hundred and some dollars for a car payment. 
The only way I nobody. Can, the only way I can wrap my head around it is it, it, even while people were telling me that you know it's expensive to buy a car now and interest rates. Blah, I get that. The only way I can wrap my head around it is it's an average. So you have a shit ton of people who have like top of the line Land Rovers. So yeah. That's what they're paying. And then at the other end, you have a bunch of people who are driving focuses for $180 a month. Um, and then you, you just get the average from that. Because you're right. My my mortgage is $600 a month. Six fifty six for a car say, payment? I would say an average car payment is like, I'll give you 400 Like mine was probably close to 300 I had basically a, it was a newer car and new to me it was used but it was newer so mine was close to 300 so i maybe if you want to say the average is 400 but an average of 600 dollars, Six, 656 i i could not believe it that's why i wanted to have it for discussion five was that just like a national average or are they saying like the ohio or toledo no. like was that a regional average i'll read you the blur the blurb auto loans rising interest rates and increasing prices had already pushed the average Monthly car payment to an all-time high of $656 for new and $546, $546 for you per Edmund. So national. Now, I I think, so I, I'm going to put the, the blame and the culprits here at what I said. You have a lot of people with like massively expensive Land Rover uh, payments and they can afford it. And then the other end, you're driving like $200 a month. And then you, you fall in the middle somewhere. Because, well, I, I don't, so I always lease. Um, and for the math, mm-hmm. I put like, I think I put three down and I had to pay a little to get out of my car or whatever. So, and I, I, okay. Three down and I'm paying three twenty five a month, but I'm leasing it and leasing is cheaper, but you know what? I don't ever have to worry about fixing my car. Um, right. I, so I'm going to blame it on three things. Uh, actually two that those weird wonky averages, people at the extremes, and then more so, just really, really, really bad decisions. Whether that's because they got they got had or they just can't stop themselves. And I, I was at a point in my life uh, where I did that. I was like, I don't care. I'll take the big car payment. Because uh, Josh here uh, got a used Jeep Cherokee or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Nothing special. And I tried to help him. And it's used and it had like 20,000 miles. His car payment is like five something. Not um, a chance. Yeah. Get out of here with so, that. So Absolutely he gets filed not. under like like impulse bad decision because um, I tried to help him. And I, I so, yeah, there, there is a lot of bad decision making out there when it comes to car payments. What did you say yours Listen, was? If you're, it was uh, 290 something. Okay. When I had a car payment. I like. If your car payment is more or the same as your rent or your mortgage, you're not living in your car. Why are you paying the same amount to yeah. a car payment that you are to your your home where you live? Like that just that doesn't make any sense. The the other thing I'm trying to reason with is and again, same thing with bad drivers. Uh, I have to come back to that. Um with bad drivers, like you can't predict human behavior. They're going to make bad decisions. So some people were telling me that it's people with bad credit, credit have astronomical interest rates. I completely understand that. Um, and I have come around to the thinking that having a poor credit score is not necessarily bad decision-making. It could be because it could be because like 
bad loans or uh, you know a massive medical bill. There's there's more out there than just being financially irresponsible. It all goes right. in, it all goes into the pot. But if it were me, and I had credit score issues, you know what I'm not going to do? Try to have a $500 car payment. Um, if that I, I'm going to bite the bullet, and it might not be a car that I want, um, but so that I can work on that credit score with a variety of ways of dispensing cash, you know, several right. things that will contribute to my credit score. Instead of having like a $600 payment on a whatever, like a just a regular, you know, $25,000 vehicle or $22,000 vehicle, I'll buy something lesser um, and bring that down to like 400 Again, maybe not the vehicle that I want or love, but I'm keeping some money in my pocket while making some headway on my credit score. But to have a massively high car payment just because you have a high credit score does not compute for me. Well, I just don't like, they're already so disposable. And the fact that like, they're not an investment. Nope. The minute you drive it off the lot, the depreciation is like half the value. Yep. So there's no point in pouring all of this money into a car payment, whether you're leasing it or, or buying it. Like, by the time you get done with your car payments, the car's not going to be worth anything. Nope. I heard some great advice several years ago, and I was already doing it, but now that it's in my in my brain, it makes much more sense, and I share it with others. Um, rent stuff that loses value, buy stuff that goes up in value. So you buy right. a house because you're always going to have equity. Rent a vehicle because you're never going to have equity. Right. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. One, one last thing. Um... People don't say the internet, it broke the internet. That's a saying that's kind of gone by the wayside. But there was definitely a large rumble earlier today because um, a talented but overrated artist has announced a new album that's coming out on July 29th. Did you see it? Uh, all I heard about was a Beyonce album. Is that what y- you're talking about? Yup. <laughs> why, do, why do you say overrated? She's very talented, very gifted. She is incredible. I just think she's overrated. It, like, it's not that good. Uh, yes and no. I'll be honest. Like, I think the last album that I really got into of hers was Lemonade. That was the, um, la- that was the last album. I thought she came out with something since then. It just was like, it was probably, it was like only on title or something. Or the, so it, not a lot of people listened to it. She did the Lion King album. No, I thought there was something else. But regardless, like I'm, I'm excited because I like her music. Okay. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm interested to see like in in what you know in what lane she takes it. Yeah. Whether it will be like another lemonade thing or she'll take it more poppy or what I don't know. But I think I I'm excited about it. I think it'll be cool. I think it's going to piss off a lot of angry white people, which is fine. Why? Uh, cause I think she is going to have some very powerful men cause she has had, look, she's like a, she's 40 now or whatever she is. Um, mm-hmm. so there, there are different things in her mind and I'm, I'm sure she has a voice to speak for people of color and she is going to use it. So then do it. And you know yeah. what? If you don't like it, then don't listen to it. Although it is called Renaissance and maybe she'll, she'll go back in time to the crazy in love days. It's called, and she, t- uh, title tweeted Act One Renaissance 729. Right. Um, so people are like, ooh, maybe she'll come out with an Act Two right away. Right. 16 track solo studio album. And I kind of smirked when it said solo because there's going to be a lot of features and guests and whatnot. So I, I, I'm happy for people that love her. But like if I were asked to choose and I went song for song and they are, they are peers, 
I much prefer Rihanna's music. I don't. I don't know. They're probably they're probably about the same to me. Okay. They're probably equal footing for me. And maybe um, what the hell's her dad's name? Is Ma- 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 Matthew Knowles. Maybe maybe the Knowles so. conspired with R. Kelly to crash <laughs> Aaliyah's plane so that Beyonce could be the queen of everything. Because I think that's Aaliyah- a stretch. That's a stretch. It's just a what? Okay, I'll take the Knowles part out of it. Uh, it's not impossible to think that R. Kelly had Aaliyah killed because she had everything on him, and he would have been in jail for the last twenty years instead of the next twenty years. Well, I'm just thankful that he's in jail now. Did you see it the? Doesn't uh, sound like he's getting out. No. Did you see the the Barbie uh, thing with Ryan Gosling? I, I, apparently, they're making a Barbie movie. Yeah, with uh, they're like like a you know what's her name. The Harley Quinn. Uh, Margot Robbie. Yes. yes. Margot yes. Robbie. Yeah. So is she directing it? Is it her film or she's in it? I think it's both. It might be both. Okay. okay. And I did see a picture of him as, as Ken and I was like, oh, <laughs> he just looks like a Vineyard Vines wearing uh frat boy. <laughs> um, and I don't know when it comes out, but I know it's, I know it's been in, in coming down the pike for a while and the trailer is out for Blonde with Anna de Armas, who was sleeping with Ben Affleck for a while. Um, the inter- so it's a Marilyn Monroe movie, and it's an NC seventeen NC seventeen rating, um, and I'm curious to mm. see why it's that. So I'd like to see the uh, the the dirty trailer. And then where oh, uh, somebody I don't know, I, I think it might have been the producer, but somebody involved with the movie said there's something in it to offend everyone. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to. I'm glad it. they know their place. Um. You guys had a good time at the zoo, and how did Cedar Point work out last weekend? She seemed fine. Cedar Point, she <laughs> she loves Cedar Point. Okay. She's a daredevil. She's a tomboy. She's definitely a thrill seeker, so she had the best time. She loved it. How about the zoo? She loves the zoo. The aquarium is probably her favorite place. Uh, she does love the aquarium. What does she like most about the aquarium? She just likes watching, watching, bleh, 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 watching the fish. Because they swim around, and she likes that it's dark in there, and the fish are lit up, and she can watch them swim around. You. She loves water, so. You should get an aquarium. Well, when she was born, I had my betta fish, which was my office pet, because we were in lockdown. And so the betta fish came home with me. So when she was born, for the first couple of her life, we had a betta fish. But she wasn't really old enough to care. And I've thought about it. I really want to get her some fish. But I have to talk Josh into getting the fish. I don't think he would really care. But it would just be another thing that we'd have to take care of. But I think she would really enjoy having fish. So when I get back from Georgia, I'm going to be like, hey, so if I just came home one day with some fish. Well, you should just do what my mom always did with dogs. Don't ask Josh. Just get it and he'll have to deal with it. I mean... (laughs) I mean, I guess there's cleaning and some tending to, but... Um, I mean, like, I took care of the other fish. Like, he didn't have to do anything with the other fish. And I cleaned his tank all the time and took care of him. And I even put him in intensive care when he got sick. Um, he just, you know, lived his his full beta life and was old and then didn't make it. But, um, yeah, I, I love fish. My first word was fishies because my parents had a fish tank. And I was just tall enough when I started to say words to pull myself up and watch them 
in the in the little tank. And so my first order was fishy. Get that. So I love fish. Get that girl a fish, and you you two can bond over over the fish. I kind of want a couple fish. Get a couple. Uh, last thing. So since she had a good time at Cedar Point, are you considering like whatever it is, a monthly pass, a membership, whatever they offer? Uh, no, because I don't like Cedar Point that much. <laughs> okay. Um, it's fine, but I think it's a it's a once a year, maybe twice a year situation. One last. The zoo. The, the zoo is much easier. Cedar uh, Point is a commitment. It's a, how long does it take to drive out there? Too. It's a 45, 50 minute ride, right? No, it's like an hour. Um, very last thing. Um, and I was hoping to have Alex on I did it a couple weeks ago when he was here. So we took care of that. But do you want to say anything nice about magic Mike as we approach father's day? Magic Mike is a legend. What, what, what can I say? Um, what he is a legend and it is, it is a miracle that he is alive and kicking in 2022 and he survived COVID and all, all I can do is, appreciate having him around every day that I wake up because I would I, it's not going to be a it's not going to be a good uh a good time for me if uh if and when he goes when the so. magic show ends yeah it's not I'm going to need a lot of heavy therapy <clears throat> um what what traits or indelible lessons did you get from magic mike um a lot of financial, <laughs> a lot of financial advice, obviously. Um, but I think he, he's this good mix of like skepticism and, um, positivity, optimism. It's just, it's a good balance because he's, he's quick to help somebody, but, he can also like he also taught us to be cautious of people and knowing right from wrong and knowing who are good people and who are bad people and um learning the the value of a dollar and working hard just like you know really traditional values that that you would you would want that, okay. that you would get from a parent but um he uh He's pretty great. He is one of the best. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. Um, and happy Father's Day to Joshy. Oh, yeah, his second one, right? right? Yep. That's it, the second one. Is is there a plan for anything? Uh, not yet. He does have the day off, so I'm super excited. Okay. We'll have to plan to do something. I think I'm going to, I'm trying to talk. I don't think I'll have to talk him into it, but I'd like to go kayaking and take Maddie because I think she would have fun with that. And there's a place up in Tecumseh that we like to go to. So maybe we can do that on like Saturday. Okay. Um, all right. We'll behave and I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.